0: Welcome to GP's Pangeo Perspectives, your guide to global growth, where we explore opportunities and ideas that come with global team building, business expansion, and compliance for companies everywhere.
1: Hello, everyone. Pangeo is an idea inspired by the 300-million-year-old supercontinent Pangea, when the Earth's landmasses were united as one. Today, the world is reuniting once again as businesses everywhere seek opportunities beyond borders and boundaries. So let's explore the future of business with voices from around the world as we look for success we all can share. Welcome to GP's Pangeo Perspectives, your guide to global growth. As technology continues to advance at an unprecedented pace, It's creating vast new growth opportunities for businesses of all sizes across the globe. But as we dive headlong into each new wave of tech, how do we keep hold of the humanity it is meant to serve and the relationships it should help us build? In this episode, we'll discuss how to lean into new technologies without losing the human element and explore what it means for the future of work. For this conversation, I'm delighted to be joined by Jeff Hayward, Chief Technology Officer at Trinet USA and GP's very own Chief Revenue Officer and Key Relationship Builder, Vernon Urban. Together, we'll explore new opportunities where technology and humanity meet. First, I'd like to thank you both for joining us. Welcome. Great to have you. Are you ready to dive in? Sure. Sounds good. All right, let's go. So let's start with a little human context. What is at the heart of successful partnerships? And what are both GP and Trinet thinking about the future? And how can we prioritize people as we leverage technology to exceed the expectations of our shared customers.
2: Vernon, do you wanna kick things off for us? Yeah, why not, Thomas? Look, here at GP, we believe that modern work has moved beyond the traditional model of you work for me or I work for you. In fact, success today really comes when we realize that we do our best work when we work with each other. In fact, I signed my employee communications notes at the end with teams win. Cause it really is a team that wins. It isn't in any the individuals anymore. And I really like that. And that's a modest sense of, of everything from how our partnerships work to how employers and employees relate to each other. And it's accelerating. And to prove the point, there's a study by the Pew Research Center and Elon University called imagining the internet. And it talks about the future of work and a changing relationship with technology. The study goes on and it reveals that 77% of experts predict a greater reliance on technology by 2025. And this shift is going to require top tier talent to develop new skills and adapt to emerging technologies. And we believe that the skill building is part of the relationship building and all has humanity at the center. So we need to build technology that streamline and amplifies our ability to provide value for each other. Yeah, love that. Amplify our ability to provide value for each other. Great stuff.
0: Well, Jeff, let me throw the same question your way now. Yeah, I really liked Vernon's perspective on the team and teamwork. And I'll add a couple more characteristics that I think define successful partnerships. I think the first is mutual respect, transparency, and then a shared commitment or belief in something. It could be excellence, it could be the success of our mutual customers or it could be the success of each other's employees. And I think that concept of mutual respect also extends to technology. This would include advancements in areas like OpenAI or that generative pre-terrain transformer technology many of us have grown to love as ChatGPT. And I love the question, because although ChatGPT is kind of an amazing parlor trick, the value is really in how we can prioritize people in the use of this technology. And the way we're approaching the, said Trinet is to think about how we can enhance our colleague and our customer productivity. Payroll, taxes, they're all complex and they're always changing, changing regulations. And it's very necessary to get the right answer to the right customer at the right time. And fortunately, AIML and modern technology is very good at that. Once it learns a tax code or a block of software code, it never forgets and it can instantly recall it. And even more impressive is that you can get to the answer that you need by querying it conversationally using whatever is your native language. So by partnering with AI and our shared commitment to excellence, we enhance our colleagues' and customers' productivity by reducing repetitive manual tasks, or enabling our teams to spend more time with customers to kind of better understand their needs and challenges together to deliver a world-class service. So I think in this way, we're prioritizing and we're putting people first. Yeah, no, it totally sounds that way. They're not getting put to the side.
1: They're actually being placed up front and center. Okay, so let's get into some wide open thinking here. In what ways would we like technology to build and strengthen relationships between our customers, prospects, and teams.
2: Vernon, over to you. Yeah, this one's pretty near and dear to my heart, and I totally agree with Jeff's comments. As the chief revenue officer, we really think about that as really coming down to growth. Really, all growth is so important, which is a really holistic way to approach technology. So it's not just about identifying four or five tasks to accomplish, It's about the insights, the data that come as you go, and how do you achieve your business goals? And then adding that to your experience to make a better decision as you go, the last thing we want to do is impose an experience to our customers, to our employees that don't feel natural. It's important to really put people first. And having the confidence and the clarity to build all those things you need to strengthen the relationships. And people will be able to detect pretty quickly around trust and support and confidence and ultimately the success you achieve together. This is back to the team's win comment. And when your relationship is built with those kinds of growth in mind, it's easier to explore changing working models in today's highly dynamic force. And it's easier to create and embrace disruption too. Look, in the strangeness of the world today, you got to adapt, right? And that's what customers want to know is that they've got a company that is, going to be thinking on their feet. They're going to leverage technology. They're going to be agile. And at the end of the day, human capital is always the most valuable thing for us. I love that, Vernon. Jeff, can you share your thoughts on this
0: as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you brought up some really good points. And as we think about strengthening relationships in both of our worlds, it's kind of too easy to get caught up in the complexity in the U.S. alone, we deal with over 14,000 municipal, local, state, and federal tax authorities, and they're constantly changing legislation. And it's easy for that to bog us down into the day-to-day minutiae that technology, fortunately, I think, is becoming ever-increasingly adept at handling. And I think you really bring up a good point on it's not just about the technology, it's about the technology enabling the human capital. And the great thing about leveraging the technology is it just leaves more time for those relationships between customers, prospects, organizations like ours to really understand the challenges that we're faced with and to find ways with using each other's strengths that can be brought forward kind of together for mutual benefit for our customers and for our organizations. But I think those partnership ideals still come into play, especially mutual respect and transparency. If a customer or prospect is interfacing with an AI chatbot, for example, regardless of how sophisticated or capable it is, I think we should respect the customer enough to be transparent about that and to really show them the options if they want to reach out to a human for help if they're entitled and needed. It really always comes back to that human capital aspect.
1: Yeah, I like that, Jeff. The transparency is incredibly important. As long as you know that you're going to be talking to a chatbot but you can have human support if needed, I think that puts you at ease and that transparency is super important. So how can technology companies and particularly HR tech strike a balance between automation and accessing real human knowledge and expertise like we've just spoken about in their operations and interactions with customers and employees? Brendan, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, it's a multi-generational opportunity It's not one-and-two-fits-all, although technology companies tend to want to move fast and efficient and drive profitability, but have a good experience. We tend to think that people, both employers and employees, run in two modes. Sometimes they just really want to run ahead, have things work automatically and easy. I know I do. And really be most happy when they can just roll through a process on their own. In fact, sometimes when the companies get too handsy, I think they get irritated quick. If you take an example of our employment contract generator, I think that's a good example. Because what it does is it creates globally compliant contracts and efficient self-service experience. And so there's an example where a customer can take our technology and run with it. But then there are times when they don't know the landscape and a little uncertain. And then they want a trusted guide to help. them. And they usually want it right away. So they want a human touch, but better be fast about it. And we always say, we've got a slogan here at GP, the technology when you want it and help when you need it. So I think it's less a question of balance because you're going to have both sides of the coin, but it's about seamlessly switching between those two modes. That really is the thing that satisfies customers. And we try to do it really well. And we just started working with a company that had lost to a competitor a couple of years ago. In fact, Because they were only getting one side of the equation in the relationship. So tech drives efficiency, but you can outdo our competitors with a good people touch. So again, it's sort of the balance between offering customers the automation they want, but the hand-holding human experience when they need it.
1: Yeah, Vernon, I love that. Technology when you want it and help when you need it. That would be a perfect world and what we should all be aspiring to. Jeff, what do you think? Share your thoughts with us.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to steal that quote. I love that. Technology when you want it, help when you need it. I think that encapsulates a lot of what we've been talking about so far because I believe that balance between machine automation and human interaction is so important to get right and so easy to get wrong. And I think there's some steps that come to mind from our perspective. The first is identifying the right tasks to automate. And once you've done that, Make sure that you're using automation to augment human capabilities, not to replace them. Technology when you want it, help when you need it. Empowering the humans to make the decisions, right? Don't leave it up to your AI bot. And then one thing that's really important to me is make sure that we're providing the training and the support for our employees and our users. And I think the training aspect is really fascinating. When you suddenly have an all-knowing corpus of information, the most important part becomes knowing how to ask the right questions to get the right answers. And as a result, there's a whole new expanding field for something called prompt engineering, or asking the right questions. And as I mentioned before, I think it's also critical to build trust with customers and users. It's important to be very transparent when using AI technologies or AI bots and give them a way to get to that human with minimal frustration, right? Technology you want it, help when you need it. And if there's an expectation of being able to talk to a human, make sure you can get them to a human quickly.
1: Another great quote, augment human capabilities not replace them." I think will be a key takeaway for us in, the, in that discussion today. So with the increasing use of AI and chatbots that we've been talking about in customer success teams and models, how can organizations ensure that the human element is complementary and that customers feel valued and understood?
2: Bernie, over to you. Thanks, Thomas. As we have been going to the global growth technology with our partners, trying to accelerate a really good human experience around employee hiring and growth. Honestly, we think this is going to require partnering with AI, as Jeff said, and whatever the goals are. And I think that's pretty important. And really, it is in its earliest days right now. So we're going to see it roll forward very rapidly. What new capabilities and what else going to be able to interact with AI in really new ways. I think of this almost as the gold mine Right now, there's a lot of people selling picks and axes and supplies, right? But not a whole lot of gold just yet. Although there's an Accenture study that just completed that shows that while over 60% of companies are exploring with AI right now, only 12% are innovators are using this capability fully to create real competitive advantage, but that's going to change, which is really what you need to grow right now. And that's where we want to be. So give us some time. We'll get there. You have to think less about what AI can do versus what I can do and start thinking about what you can do together when you partner with AI and how it can amplify all the great thinking about both companies and individual. That's where I think you're gonna see the gold mine. We just had a management meeting not long ago and we actually recorded one of our salespeople and fed it into an AI bot and tried to simulate. It. And the voice came off really well, but the experience wasn't so hot. So again, I think it's early. We're gonna figure out how to use the technology to complement the human element. And when we approach it the right way, Well, on our end, we think it would be a really empowering tool for our customers as well. Yeah, interesting. I like that
1: idea of partnership with AI. I think we all think of it as a sort of takeover. AI is going to take us over, and that partnership is really important to put forward. Jeff, could you chime in on this for us?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I really like that insight that Vernon shared about the experience wasn't quite right. And that's what we're kind of really focused on. So where we're starting on this journey with our pickaxes and looking for the gold mine is to really start with agent assist. And this is so that customers are still interacting with a human agent, but that agent is now powered by and enabled by some fantastic technology, right? Partnering with the technology. And that way, the human agent can validate and test not only the quality of the answer itself, but to Verdon's point, the way in which it was answered, the tone, the inclusion or lack of bias, and really validate the quality of the interaction. And once satisfied, then you can turn on the new functionality directly in the chat bot, but also, as I've been mentioning, offer that customer that easy, quick circuit breaker so that they can get to the human. And what I think is really interesting is with this new technology we can also leverage sentiment analysis and with these new ai capabilities it's more and more possible to quickly determine frustration in many cases and to offer them a punch out solution to get to somebody who can help them ease their frustration and then the last but probably the most important thing to us is train 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 and test these tools are susceptible to bias and you know they do have hallucinations but you can eliminate those through testing but They can also learn tone. So make sure when you're training these new capabilities, train them on real human interaction, not just knowledge bases. And I think this is important because if your call center agents always answer the phone with a cheery, hello, Mr. Hayward, good morning. I see you're calling about X, Y, and Z. It's important to make sure your technology can adopt that same tone and that approach And fortunately, I do think this new GPT-AI technology is well-suited as long as you put in the time and you invest in the proper training. So what role does empathy, important
1: word here, and a sense of human connection play in the design and development of technology? Bernie, what are your thoughts on this?
2: One of our secret sauces here at DP is that we always talk about the human behind the hire here at DP. And that's the same whether it's how we work person to person. Of relying on technology to help us create new opportunities for business and individuals. You have to be really dedicated to a mindset, especially when you're talking about building global teams and working across borders and boundaries. This thing gets complex pretty quick when you're messing around with compliance and tax laws. And as Jeff said, and the payrolls, a variation of that, throw a couple of different languages and cultures in there. So Thomas, you've been here a lot longer than I have. And you know, it always say that you have to meet people in their model of the world. And that's just as true as a personal level. And when you're building technology, you have to help a person succeed. And when we talk about global growth technology, we're thinking empathetically because the desire is to grow and truly at the core is to do it as the way people really desire to go do that.
1: Yeah. So, so true, Brandon. Meeting people and their model of the world is super important and key to connecting with
0: cultures and different ways of thinking and doing things. Jeff, could you share your thoughts on this I really like that statement, meeting people where they are, understanding their model and meeting them in their model. And I think to do that, empathy really does play a huge role. And I think technology can also really help here. There's so many communication vehicles in the world today. Email, video conference, phone calls, chat, social media posts and DMs, website posts, LinkedIn messages. And I think it's just impossible to see all of our customer interactions as a human being, but AI can really excel at this if you have the right data back end and the right data fabric. And when you start to see in near real time, all of these interactions, we can have a really good understanding of current customer sentiment. Really, how are they feeling? Are they anxious to get to an answer? So we know timeliness is important and maybe we should pop them to the top of the queue. Are they upset because something isn't working and we may want to get them to an agent directly? Or are they happy or satisfied and they just need some more information? And in that case, an AI bot is a great answer for them, right? They technology when you want it and help when you need it. And as I mentioned earlier, these new technologies can learn bias and they can learn tone and context. It was fascinating the other day, we met with a vendor and they were presenting some of their capabilities And they changed a setting in their chatbot so that the AI would respond to all questions as if the agent was a stand-up comedian. And suddenly, we were getting awful dad jokes with all the correct answers to our questions. And I found it was both interesting and terrifying at the same time to think of all the ways this could be used, or in this case, abused in the call centers of the future. But it was a great example of just how powerful these technologies can be to actually meet people in their model and communicate with them in the way that they're used to being communicated with to really create that human connection to almost any type of audience, almost anywhere in the world.
1: That's mind-blowing that it can do that. And that's something that we can look forward to experiencing down the road, tone and empathy from AI. Wow. Okay. Very important point. So next question. It's always good to appreciate what others have done well. So what are some examples of technology that have successfully prioritized the human element, and what can we learn from those examples? Jeff, let's start with you
0: this time. Yeah, so a lot of these newer technologies, they're not new, I think, to either one of our organizations. I mean, AI ML is certainly not new to Trinet. We've both been using this technology in areas like marketing, sales, customer support. But really what we're experiencing right now is a new leap with this generative AI I know in my personal experience, this is the most impressive technology advancement I've seen in my entire career. And it's getting to the point where it's kind of challenging to keep pace with all of the potential uses. So in our world, we now have AI that's assisting us in approving efficiency in our sales teams since no human prospect likes a drawn out sales process. Improving the buyer journey by attracting potential customers by molding content to their needs and interests, meeting them in their own model then fostering a faster connection between customers and our brand and what we do as an organization. Yeah, comes back to people at the center.
2: Love that. So, Vernon, what are your thoughts on this? I look, I think Jeff's comments are really spot on. And a lot of times these sort of technologies and capabilities are often biased by very large companies. And I've worked in lots of different customer segments. And one of the things I like about this technology, it really could help a small business scale and simplify their processes. And many of the large companies already can benefit from these technologies like IBM or 3M. And when you think about we're able to position around global growth technology, it's a real nice example of how a small business can have the features as a big company and normally wouldn't be able to enjoy for years. That's as cool about the partnership as Helping the little guy. And by the way, little guys aren't that little, but they don't necessarily have the budget to do what the big companies can either. So helps them move faster, helps them look like a global company, helps deliver better customer service for their constituencies.
1: Yeah. And those those small and medium sized companies could have never fathomed doing that in the past with the proper support. So it's come leaps and bounds from the way it was years ago. Well, Okay. So how can we ensure that technology is designed with a human-centered approach? And how can we ensure that technology is in tune with as many people as possible, regardless of who they are and where they are?
2: Vernon, back over to you. Really good question. I mean, now we're getting into the, how do you make this further thesis more human for our customers and for the world? So the bottom line is you have to listen. And I mean, you're always going to be working towards what you think will be the easiest and most useful for customers. And employees. And then I would say you have to have your feedback capabilities in place. You've got to listen with an open mind and you got to be responsive. It's one thing to listen, it's another thing to do something about it. So the change that we may need to drive is cultural need, emotional needs, and maybe someone's vision of success that you weren't expecting. So this really does change the model where you're got to listen to the customers and maybe build a solution just based on the feedback. Some companies choose to build it roll it out and see if customers adopt it. I think this is more of a two-way street. And I think that's probably the preference for our customers. Wow. So
1: it comes from a person, so it will work for people, right? So it's, again, using technology, but for human focus or human-centric needs and advancements. So,
0: Jeff, what do you think about this? I think you've probably heard the saying, if Henry Ford had listened to his customers, he would have created a faster horse instead of the automobile. So you've got to put in the reps. you got to put the ear to the ground. And we like to think about it as understanding the jobs to be done. So we want our technology to help our SMB customers focus on their core business. In fact, our mission is to power the success of small and medium-sized businesses by supporting their growth and enabling their people because it always comes back to that human capital. So it's important to take that human-centric approach, take the time to understand their challenges, understand their model, meet them in their model. And the jobs that they're trying to do, like attracting and retaining talent, which is something very important to us as organizations and to our customers. And if our technology and our partnership really helps us to do that and enables them to take the advantage of the best of our mutual capabilities, then I really believe that all of us, including our customers, are going to continue to share in our mutual success. Yeah. Win-win for everyone.
1: Love that. So it seems like it always comes back to people, right? And all the things that we can do to empower our customers. So in what ways can a company foster a customer-centric culture that prioritizes building genuine relationships with clients, even in the digital age?
0: Jeff, back over to you. That's a great question. And our business model is one that relies on a high degree of trust with our customers. Our vision is to really become the most trusted advisors to small and medium-sized businesses by harnessing the power of our scale. And that scale gets multiplied with partnerships like what we have. So together, as long as we focus on the human capital and we stay committed with the latest evolution in technology, and we together continue to use it to the advantage of our customers, And we do all of that in a way that's responsible, transparent, and most importantly, in a way that continues to foster trust and continues to build genuine relationships with partners and customers, I think we're going to continue to be very successful.
1: So it really is a balancing act between self-service technology and human interaction, finding that balance between the two so that the customer truly feels heard and looked after. Very well said. Okay, great. Well, Vernon, would you like to comment?
2: Yeah, I think the seven seconds, I mean, I'll tell you, hot dog, that's uh, pretty good. And I could aspire to deliver that. Look, when it comes down to it, I think both our companies are looking to have an expansive relationship with customers, a multi-year experience. What's neat about working with these small and medium-sized businesses, some of them grew up to be large organizations, and innovation has a lot to do with their ability to achieve that. And so we think about the customer lifecycle experience inside of this conversation around technology and humanity. And if we do this right, we're going to think about customers come to us as prospects, and then if we're good about it, they're going to become customers that adopt our solutions. And if we do an even better job, they're going to ask us for more stuff. Then they're going to expand the solution. And then it's our job to make sure we leverage the best that there is around technology and people to make sure we retain them and have a a good multi-year experience. And I think we do that. That really is the new sales model. It's not sell and move on. Here, here. Great way to, to
1: wrap things up. Well, listen, guys, Jeff, Vernon, fantastic stuff. A lot to consider as we try to keep the human element front and center. I think that's been key message here today. Even as we embrace new technologies that are advancing and evolving faster than ever. I want to thank you both for sharing your time and expertise. I look forward to more great discussions down the road. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review to help us reach new listeners. And of course, do follow us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you prefer to watch, please visit us at g-p.com slash podcast. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you very much.